I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Hi, movie fans. This week we watched the 2019 film, The Sound of Metal, directed by Darius Martyr. You might wonder why we watched the movie this week and have decided to talk about it this evening. The reason is because the movie's gotten a lot of uh, attention and has gotten a lot of buzz. And uh, so it was time to take a look at it and discuss our thoughts. Yes. So this movie is about a heavy metal drummer named Ruben who... Uh, begins to lose his hearing, and it's sort of about his journey dealing with the loss of his hearing. I think that's a reasonable synopsis. Yeah, I'd agree. So um, I think we should just dive right in and talk about it. But first, Hans, what are we drinking? Well, this evening we are drinking bourbon on the rocks. Yes, that we are. Not much of a sound to Not it. Not much of an ice clunk to it because it's very cold here. And we don't have many ice cubes in our drinks at this point in the year. It's winter. Plus it's good bourbon, which actually brings me to another point, Hans, which is that we've been, we have been lying to our movie fans. Oh, have we? Is that because uh, we haven't told them about our soon to be launched sister podcast, Hans and Lara go to the bar and we simply talk about liquors? Ha, very funny. But in all seriousness, we start off our show saying that they get to hear us talk about a movies with a cocktail. We've been mm. drinking very few cocktails recently. It's true. We have, actually. But what can we say? It's the middle of winter, and we like whiskey. So, Hans, what did you think of The Sound of Metal? Laura, this might sound harsh, but... I thought the movie was very long. Interesting. I ooh, I don't know if I agree or disagree with you. It was definitely a slow burn. How about that? The movie was a slow burn. No, I have to disagree with you, though, Laura. I don't think it was a slow burn. I think it was long. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any more to say on that? Well, I don't think it was a slow burn. To me, a slow burn suggests the idea that this was this was sort of taking a long time to build towards a, a gradual crescendo or something like that. Or it's like, stick with it. Stick with it. It's worth it. Stick with it. Just hang in there. You got to we got to we got to get through some of this stuff here. It's a little complicated or a little difficult at the beginning. But like, yeah, it's going to. And I felt that this movie just seemed to me to be long it just seemed long and and that's not to say that it was a bad film it it was interesting uh it it was it was an interesting character study and it certainly um gave you the opportunity to contemplate deprivation and difficult life circumstances and (laughs) isolation and all sorts of of rather harsh, 
harsh realities, but but and 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 as such, it was very interesting. But I I, I still feel that it was long. That's interesting. I didn't really mind the pace. It did feel slow to me, but I don't know that it felt long to me. Um, I think simply because it was such sort of like a sensory film Mm -hmm. that I was kind of happy in some ways that it wasn't, it was sort of slow paced. Um, because it really let you sort of like sink into like the noises and the visuals and the the there was a tactile nature to the film that I found sort of intriguing. That being said, I think we went into this film thinking this was going to be like one of the great films of the last year or so. Right. And it wasn't. No, I, I unfortunately don't feel that it was. Um, I, I don't. I don't feel that it was, and I don't think that it was a, a bad film in any ways. In any way, it was. It was interesting. Um, I'm also a little bit confused about a few other things. One of which is the um, the the movie itself was really much less, in some ways, I think, about music and much more about a relationship. Um, so, for which music was a center. Well, so wait, let me stop you with that. So the sound of metal to me yeah. wasn't about the sound of rock metal. It was about the sound of metal, like literally like the sound that metal makes if you tap it, like the sound of metal. As in like the tinny sound of a uh, implant? No, I was actually... Mm. That's that's what that's that's what I came to understand it to mean. Sort of the metallic sort of sound of 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 the cochlear implant. Oh no, I took it very differently. To me, the sound of metal was the sound of the character tapping on the slide, the no. metal slide. Okay, perhaps so. The moment in which he began to heal, I suppose. Um, Not only the m- moment he began to heal, but I think the moment in which he was at peace in the entire film. And I think by the end of the film, he sort of comes to the realization that that was his moment of peace. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that, that I, I quite saw it that way so much as I saw that he, he, found, he found just that moment of silence that he was being asked to try to find the whole time that he was in sort of the mm-hmm. therapy setting. Um, but, you know, I, I think one of the other things... And this this has nothing to do with the movie itself, but um, was he actually a heavy metal drummer or was he more of a punk drummer? It seemed to me like he was really more more punk. It seemed more punk to me than, than metal. But you know, maybe that's a distinction, and and I'm not really not really well versed enough to to be able to truly say. So just just as a, a side point that I'm just throwing out there. Yeah, I mean. I, I get your point with that. I think it's maybe slightly irrelevant because I don't think the sound of metal had to necessarily do with the music he was making in the first place. Well, fair, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. And and that's that's you know sort like of like at best point. at best I think maybe it was a double entendre sort of thing. 
or not a double entendre, but a multiple meaning. I guess it wasn't lurid, sure. right? So it wouldn't be a double entendre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it probably, yeah. It, and and I think that, that that may well that may well be true, and that's and that's good. You know, I don't think it was. I don't. It wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie. It was interesting. It was an interesting movie. It certainly it certainly explored the the complexities of disability slash ability and um, also of, of coping with life circumstances and at finding peace with oneself and at, um, you know, m many of these aspects. But I, I did, I found it to be long and I also found it to be ultimately, oh my, a bit unfulfilling to me. Um, I was... You know, maybe maybe it's a bit unfair to say that I was hoping for uh, for a bit more of a happy ending or a more satisfying ending, at least. And and I understand that in some ways there was some satisfaction at the end, whereby the main character comes to find a level of peace, um, and and that's good, and that's you know that's important. But I guess that was not it was not a very satisfying ending, and perhaps that's part of part of it is the idea that. Um, finding peace does not necessarily mean that we find what we are actually looking for um, or we're hoping to have found, but we find something else that's also good for us. I'm, I'm not sure exactly if there's a, a, a full, fully rounded takeaway from it. but Well, I disagree. I found the ending to be perfectly satisfying. I don't see how it good. could have ended differently um, and been satisfying. In fact, I thought that Well, varying parts of the movie, I had thoughts in my head about how the movie may end, and I found all of them unsatisfying. <clears throat> and so I found sort of this, like, slightly ambiguous, but clearly pointing in a certain direction. I found that the most satisfying thing that I could come up with, because I think this was really about one person's, like, inner struggle with themselves. With themselves. Yeah. And I feel like the movie was sort of like a realization of what they needed or maybe what they had or maybe what they were going to end up with. I don't know. But it, it there was something satisfying about like there was some clarity. I feel like there was. Well, he had made peace with his new reality. I suppose. Right. I, I think there was clarity on his part, mm -hmm. even if it was like slightly ambiguous for us as the audience. I was left with the fact that the main character was left with a sense of clarity. And throughout the film, it was very muddled because I feel like every time you would start to see him sort of like doing well in one aspect, he was backsliding in another. Like mm -hmm. there was this like to and fro of him like sort of like fighting against the reality of the situation and what he wanted. And so finding clarity, I felt was very was a very satisfying ending. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very reasonable way to to to, to look at it, Laura. And I think that that's the that's the message that was was intended for the movie. And I th I think that that's a very very reasonable and logical way to look at it. Yeah. I also think that the other thing that we haven't really discussed, and maybe this is like a bit of me bringing my personal fears to. Um, my understanding of the film, but early on in the film, when he starts to lose his hearing, it seems like it happens very rapidly. And 
he's also left at this huge deficit in which he's superbly dependent on other people just mm, for, so true. for any sort of existence. And there's something kind of like terrifying about that to me personally, like the idea that just like all of a sudden you can just be like, I, I don't know what you want from like, I can't communicate with people anymore. Like I will tell you what I'm thinking, but like, I can't hear your response. Well, it's, it's, you know, there's a terrifying element to this, that an enormous terrifying element to it. Right. Yeah. Totally. But I also think in as terrifying as that was, it was, it was good to see him, this character, like, move beyond that too like there was some level of triumph and i think the thing that was interesting about the film is that like you sort of had this place where like he was what he was right like he was doing good he was fit he was eating healthy he had his career even if like him and his girlfriend were like struggling sort of to make it big like they had their they had their thing that they were doing and then he sort of like fell down and he was over, able to overcome those challenges. Yeah. And, you know, then that's where you start to get into the whole ambiguity about what he wanted versus what he had versus, you know. Sure. What he was, what the reality of a situation was. And maybe that's where the more interesting story was it was sort of two different stories in many ways there was part one of the film which was sort of just about him being able to exist again and then there was sort of like reality number two which was more about him making peace yeah with where he was in the world yeah yeah and maybe that's why it felt long in some ways Hey, you know, I mean, it explored an interesting story. It explored an interesting situation. It was certainly a situation that was terrifying in many ways. And um, and uh, again, you know, really got into the idea of disability slash ability and, you know, alternate ways of looking at your view of the world and whatnot. And, and I think that that's all, that's all interesting, but I guess it's not exactly what I was expecting to get out of the movie. Um, and maybe that kind of surprised me a little bit um, or maybe disappointed me a little bit. And that may be an unfair expectation to take into it um, from the beginning. Uh, but I, I felt still that the movie just, just could have been shorter and didn't necessarily need to spend as much time. I don't need to know that the story arc needed to be less defined, but even if the same story had been told, but they simply hadn't taken as much time. You know, I wonder if did we need as much time when he was in sort of the rehab setting? Well, you know, we spent a lot of time watching him play games and do this, well, do that. I think that we could maybe have accomplished that with a much shorter sequence of events there. Well, I will say this about it is that, again, I didn't really feel like the movie was too long because I felt like the plot advanced in such a way that, like, it made sense to me. But I will say that towards the end of sort of that first, I'll call it the first act, even though that, but like that first, that first 
segment of the film before he gets a cochlear implant. Like that. I kind of thought the way there was a point where I definitely thought the way the movie was going to end was that he was going to really find a niche within this community. Yeah, He was going to fall in love with the teacher. He was going to fall in love with the kids. He was going to stay. And then he was going to realize like he didn't even need his music touring lifestyle. And then that was like the sound of metal was like the idea that he went from being like a metal band person to like this, like playing around with like these vibrations and whatnot in this like school for the deaf. That could have totally been the film without like the second act where like he gets a cochlear implant and deals with all his other stuff, you know? Yeah. So I I do think you make a valid point. And I I think speaking to this also, and one of the reasons why I think maybe it felt long to me, and, and this is a decision that clearly was important for the movie and In many ways, I don't see how they could have made this particular movie without deciding to do it this way. But, Laura, I know that you described this as being a very sensory movie. And by saying that it's sensory, I think in many ways it really means that it was a very non-sensory movie. Because there were a lot of moments of extended silence and or even the moments when there was, when you weren't hearing the silence that he was hearing, you were hearing just relatively quiet settings because they were populated by deaf people who didn't really make a lot of noise, who didn't have a lot of talking and conversation, and there wasn't music playing in the background, and and, and there wasn't a soundtrack. I don't think there was really a soundtrack to this movie. And I, I think that in some ways, all these aspects that I think were sort of playing on our expectations as far as our, our hearing, you know, as a, you know, as an audience, I, I think... I think that they they in many ways did did accomplish the the purpose of setting a mood for this, but but yet at the same time they also it also took away from some of those entertainment values that I think make movies um, uh, both consciously and subconsciously um, enjoyable to watch. Well, I both agree and disagree with you about that, and let me tell you why is because. W- some of the things that really stuck out to me were these shots of the tall grasses with the noise of the wind rushing through the grasses or maybe some sort of like cicada sounds. Mm-hmm. Like there was this very like... Oh, it forced you to appreciate those stripped down sounds. Yeah, Exactly. That This is a little bit of my point about... Maybe... Okay, so maybe let me rephrase the idea of it being sensory and let me let me rephrase it to being maybe saying atmospheric. Mm-hmm. because the sound really created um, an atmosphere that you were very aware of because you would switch back between that and then it, a scene where there was no noise whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, and it was a unique perspective, right? Right, yeah. I, I, absolutely true. But I, I feel like it still sort of cut cut back on some of the the entertainment value for me some of the enjoyability value for me. Because one of the reasons, right, one of the reasons why I oftentimes, one of the things that I truly love about film is I love that film is a a very immersive experience. It provides an immersive experience. It it allows you to, especially when you're able to watch it in a movie theater. And I know that you agree with this, Laura. You go into the dark room, you're surrounded by sound, you're surrounded by visual, 
you're surrounded by larger than life. And, and I'm not saying that this has to be like a blockbuster movie or something that you're watching on the screen, but still it's a large screen. It envelops you. Your senses are overwhelmed, your sight, your sound, they are overwhelmed by the movie. And in this movie, you were not overwhelmed. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that. Obviously, we're not watching this in a movie theater. It would be interesting to know how different we would experience this should we be experiencing it in a movie theater. I think perhaps what you're speaking to could maybe be grander in a movie theater than just us watching it in our own living room. But I feel like, and a point we haven't brought up yet, is, is that much of the film, especially that first large portion of it, um, had very little dialogue because a lot of it was in sign language and those sign, that sign language then became subtitles. Right. And I sort of got sucked into the subtitles very much. Like at some point in the movie, I realized like I am essentially watching the equivalency of a foreign film and I didn't even realize it because I'm just like reading and keeping track of the storyline. And so I think in in that way for me it was very immersive. So I understand your point and I think your point is fair. I think for whatever reason the way my brain just took to the movie was sort of the inverse of the way that your brain took to the movie. But I found it surprisingly immersive just because without any sort of recognition, I realized I'm right. Like I'm just in the film reading subtitles and it didn't even occur to me that there were subtitles in this movie until this moment in which I've been reading subtitles for the last 17 minutes. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I'd like to ask you one other question, Laura, that has not much to do with the movie making, but rather how much would you like to have the French father's apartment and have eggs there? Oh my, well, all right. So I will say this. I want the French father's apartment. I would like to have eggs there, but I would like him to make me an omelet. (laughs) I would like a French omelet. Instead, they were eating soft boiled eggs, which is not my favorite thing. And, you know, I I like, you know, I think it's, it was a great piece of filmmaking because they were, you know, cracking the eggs and peeling the top off and all that. So it was great. But in reality, I, I would like a French omelet. That's what I would like. I would like to be in an apartment like that in Paris eating an omelet. Yes. Uh-huh. Indeed. And until then, we'll keep watching movies and dreaming about traveling. And talking about them in the Hans and Largo to the Movies podcast. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Everybody's entitled to their thoughts. Everybody's entitled to their 